Hello beautiful people, welcome back to Sunday Vibes with Queen M. Today we're tackling or addressing or discussing the topic or the personality trait or the syndrome that is called imposter syndrome. I believe everybody has kind of experienced that at some point. But first of all, let me take a moment to welcome you all to Sunday Vibes with Queen M. It is an absolute blessing to be sharing this space with you all. And I appreciate, I am extremely humbled by the immense and intense support that I've been receiving, especially the feedback. I will say this right now. I really appreciate when you all come on my podcast Tune in, listen, and take time out to actually reach out to me on messaging platforms, be it Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, to tell me how you found the episode, to tell me what you like or what you didn't like, or just to express your gratitude just by saying, hey, I listen to your podcast and I love it. It really goes a long way. It really motivates me. It really keeps me excited to be creating content in this manner because the type of content I'm creating is not typically the norm that we're used to. Yes, there are podcasts out there, but you know, it takes a whole lot of um, intentionality to make an impact in the podcast community. And that is exactly what I'm trying to do. And I believe that through God's grace and through your support, we're going to make a mark. That That is one thing for sure. <laughs> we're going places. But anyway, before we get into it, we're just going to take a moment to be grateful, to be present. So take a deep breath in and out. And just relax your jaw, relax your shoulders. Relax yourself as we ease into today's topic, which is titled Imposter Syndrome. So I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person who has struggled with imposter syndrome and I'm going to define it firstly so that we're kind of on the same page. So imposter syndrome is a condition of being anxious and not experiencing success internally despite being a high performing individual in external and objective ways. You feel like a fraud or you doubt your abilities. So first of all, we're going to talk about what imposter syndrome is not. Here it clearly says, despite being a high-performing individual in external and objective ways. So if you're feeling like a fraud or if you're feeling like you don't deserve something or you're in a place, typical situations where we kind of experience imposter syndrome, let's say for example you could be in a job setup where you've gotten this specific job and you're suddenly feeling like you're not qualified to be there, like you don't have the experience or the expertise to deliver or you're just feeling small around other people around you. It could even be in a relationship where you're just feeling like the next person is putting in so much work into you, but you feel like you don't deserve to be there. Do you know what I mean? Or you are, my personal favorite is, I've been trying to be so intentional with my prayer life as of late, and being a person who was not intentional before, I felt like a fraud, because I was like, listen, who am I? Whomst am I to think I can go before God and utter whatever words I have to say? In the beginning, I actually had nothing to say. Now I'm in my flow state. I can pray. I can pray for a long time. I can talk to God. I'm comfortable and and absolutely presence, absolutely present in His presence. Sorry, 
And it's kind of like what imposter syndrome is not is you're in a setup where you are actually not qualified. So if you're feeling like you're not qualified to be at this job because you don't have the experience or the expertise, you haven't studied anything in relation to the job, and you're not putting in any effort to actually be good at the job, then that's not imposter syndrome. You're just genuinely not qualified to be there because it says despite putting in effort in external and objective ways. So if you're putting in effort and you're feeling unworthy, then that's imposter syndrome. But if you're in a relationship where someone else is putting in the work and they're being loving and they're being intentional, nobody's perfect, obviously. But if you feel like you're not worthy and you also know you're genuinely not trying to be reciprocative, you're genuinely not trying to be intentional, you're genuinely not trying to be the type of partner that someone else can be with and be happy about that, then that's not imposter syndrome. You genuinely just don't deserve to be in that relationship. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you're trying to talk to God, but you know for a fact you don't set aside time. It's like for me, when I knew I didn't set aside time for God, yet I could set aside time for everything else. Talk about work. I will show up to work on time while I try to show up to work on time. And... You know, I put in the work, I do exactly what is expected of me. Commitments, family, ETC with friends, I make time. But with God, I you I used to wing it. I used to find two seconds or two minutes or that day when I'm feeling a little holy, then I talk to God. But I was never intentional about it. So if I was feeling like a fraud, I definitely was a fraud because I was not in any way making the external and objective um, approach relevant in my life considering that so listen if you're in a situation where you know for a fact that you're not putting an effort in whatever it is you desire or in whatever it is space you're in be it work-wise relationship-wise be it um, your relationship with God or whatever it may be if you know for a fact you're not putting in the work then you're definitely a fraud <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, but you're definitely a fraud because you're doing absolutely nothing to be deserving to be in that place. But now going forward to what imposter syndrome actually is. It is when you get this job, you know you're qualified, but you get into the space and you're overwhelmed because maybe others are more educated than you. Maybe others are more well-spoken than you. Maybe others are more confident than you. And suddenly you feel small despite being qualified to be in the space, despite making an effort to apply to the job, despite getting through the interview process and being selected. You were chosen to be here, but now you're here. Now you're feeling like, oh my goodness. Am I, can I even do this? That's imposter syndrome because your, your path led you here. Your efforts led you here. Now, if you're feeling like you're inadequate, then imposter syndrome has come into play. I'm now, I'm eventually, not right now, because we still have a bit of introductory conversation to get into. But eventually, I'm going to talk about the three-step formula that I have started practicing that has helped me kind of combat imposter syndrome. But it could even be a situation where you're in a room with people that are like you, with your peers, with your friends and everything, and you always feel small. You always feel inadequate. You, you know, there's a difference between being shy or being introverted and just feeling unworthy. 
Like being introverted is being introverted. But feeling unworthy, if you end up removing yourself from certain spaces, from certain circles, from certain friendship groups, from certain networking opportunities, from certain spaces, just because you feel small and unworthy, even though you're standing shoulder to shoulder with people who are just like you, then imposter syndrome is, li- is literally nibbling at you. Because you have every right to be with these people. But somehow you're feeling small. And that little thing called imposter syndrome can nibble away at your self-worth. You need to put yourself out there. You need to be more bold. You need to try. But obviously all of this doesn't happen overnight. Because we all get into situations, even with family. You could be in a situation where maybe you're trying to get along with your family or you're trying to show up, or you're, but maybe you feel like you're less for certain reasons, or maybe you're made to feel like less, or anything like that. That happens too. Sometimes you need to look in and, and think, am, am I the one who's sabotaging myself? Because with imposter syndrome, the biggest ingredient or the biggest catalyst is self-sabotage. You are in a place where you deserve to be loved, where you deserve to be awarded, where you deserve to be promoted, where you deserve to network with others, where you deserve to make friends, where you deserve to go forward with your career, where you deserve to elevate yourself, where you deserve to be in the presence of God and to receive his blessings unashamed, yet you're self-sabotaging by saying, who am I to be worthy? Who are you not to be? Do you know what I mean? Because it doesn't make sense to me that you would like to believe that you're not worthy. But obviously it doesn't make sense. It never makes sense. Imposter syndrome never makes sense. It is something that is illogical, but yet it gets the best of us. So I believe I'm not the only person who's been in so many situations where I end up realizing that I've been sabotaging myself this whole time when I was actually indeed worthy of love, indeed worthy of affection, indeed worthy of elevating myself, let's say education-wise, elevating myself spiritually, being amongst people that are bigger than me and learning from them and all of that. And it kind of bottles down to self-worth. We really need to do the inner work. I am telling you, in this life, we don't want to become normal Nancy's I'm sorry if there's anyone called Nancy listening to this episode, but we don't want to become those normal people who just kind of do life in a like a monotone, in like a mundane, in like a dead, boring tone. Wake up, I hate my life. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, I hate my life. Go to work, I hate my life. I hate this job, do the job. I hate my life, eat my lunch. I hate my life, I hate this food you know, finish work, be super tired, I hate my life, go home, you go to sleep, and you you don't even get enough sleep, because you don't have a routine that allows you to get enough sleep, you repeat the cycle, I refuse to be a person whose life becomes so empty, that I hate everything about it, yet I am doing everything I hate, do you get what I mean, and that's kind of what self-worth or the lack thereof of self-worth kind of bottles down to. It will make you feel 
Like you have no right to be experiencing the beautiful, soft, easy, graceful side of life. And instead, you just deserve to be in a, a space you hate. You deserve to be alone. You deserve to not elevate your career. You deserve to not be doing all these amazing things for you. Listen, it was never going to be easy. It was never going to be easy. The Bible says, no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. It didn't say the weapons shall not be fashioned. <laughs> they are going to be fashioned. <laughs> Let me get into my Zimbabwean accent. The weapons are going to be fashioned against you, but they will not prosper. So it doesn't mean that life is going to be easy, but if you get up and go get what you want, it's going to kind of come to a point where it all makes sense. So now I'm going to move to the three-step formula that I myself am also trying to implement into my life. And thus far, thus far, it has been working for me, but I haven't been doing it long enough to have solid feedback. I'm trying to build habits that literally transform my reality. And I'm trying to share those with you guys. So the three-step formula is an affirmation, an action, and then evaluation, right? Or review. So we have a tendency to think that affirmations will do the work by themselves. Because affirmations are a whole movement as of late, which is amazing because positive self-talk, positive, just talking to yourself in a positive way, loving on yourself and those around you, speaking things into your life is beautiful because the power of the tongue is intense. It is huge. It is, it is something deeper than we can even understand on, on, on a shallow level. We really need to go deeper into it. But in as much as we can affirm, in as much as we can speak life, if our actions don't match our words, then our word becomes null and void. Let's say, for example, I say every morning, maybe I've had issues with my physical appearance. Let's say, for example, and I start saying, I am beautiful, I am beautiful, I am beautiful every day. That is not going to help me feel beautiful or see myself as beautiful entirely it is great to hear the repetitive affirmation or let's say every day i will be saying i am smart i am intelligent i find favor in the rooms i enter you know something positive about your career i will elevate my career i will find favor with my bosses i will know how to work smarter not harder etc etc yet Saying this will not make your career suddenly boost itself. It will not make your bosses suddenly find favor with you. It will not make... Saying it is not enough. It is a starting point. I'm not saying it is entirely useless. But I believe, I would like to believe, with the research that I've been doing and the, and the actions I've been trying to implement in my own life, I'm realizing saying things is just the tip of the iceberg. So you've said it. Let's take another affirmation. I'm financially free. Um, I, I will travel. I will live a life that uh, matches my tastes <laughs> and all of that kind of stuff. Saying it will not work. If you get your salary and you spend it overnight or if you're just getting money from one means of income, <laughs> guys, <laughs> it's not going to work. So now, what am I talking about when I talk about the three-step formula? First of all, 
We'll start with a simple one. I am beautiful. Okay. That by itself is true because we're all wonderfully and fearfully made. But if I say I'm beautiful, maybe, you know, you can back it up with a word first of all. The Bible says I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. I'm made in the image of God, which is pure perfection. And I'm beautiful. Okay, but what am I doing? Since I'm having issues with my physical appearance or how I see myself, what are the action steps I am taking to feel beautiful in my own body? If it is exercising, am I implementing that? If it is dressing up better or showing up better, if it is putting an effort in how I dress, if it is putting an effort in in how I do my hair, how I do my face, or whatever it is. Not everyone is the same. Not everyone does makeup. Not everyone will have a lace front. Not everyone will wear high heels. Not everyone will wear a suit. Not everyone would do the same things. But whatever it is you do, even if you wake up and bath and put on Vaseline and you're done, even in that, are you looking clean enough? Are you looking smart enough to feel beautiful? So the action is now, how am I beautifying myself? How am I showing that I believe I am beautiful and worthy of being treated in ways that show that I'm beautiful? That's the action step, right? And then the evaluation will be as you know, as long as I've been doing this or as, as, as far as I've come with this action step and these affirmations, how do I feel about myself? So let's say you say 30 days. You challenge yourself for 30 days. I'm going to say I'm beautiful every day and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to dress up. I'm going to look great. I'm going to put an effort in my appearance. I'm going to jog. I'm going to go to the gym, whatever it is. For 30 days, I'm going to affirm and act on my beauty. And then after those 30 days, you evaluate. How do I feel? Even daily, you can evaluate. How am I feeling lately when I am being intentional about myself? So now you're saying I'm beautiful and your actions are showing that you believe you're beautiful because you're putting an effort to maintain your beauty. And then when you evaluate it, you realize, oh my goodness, I feel amazing. So now when imposter syndrome tries to knock on your door and say, you're not even that good looking you you're not even that person oh look at the next person they look better than you oh look at you be like listen i know i'm beautiful and i put in the effort that is needed to show that i believe that and i feel amazing so imposter syndrome listen i see you but you're not in the driver's seat i'm in the driver's seat and i'm looking in the rearview mirror and that's where i'm seeing you so i'm gonna keep going you know you know what i mean so it's, it's something that is so profound yet so simple. Um, I remember when I read Jim Quick's book, um, what's it called? Limitless. I'm going to actually try and mention all the books I read as I do these podcasts because I read a lot. I read a lot. I love reading. But in Jim Quick's books, these are called small, simple steps. You don't just wake up over something like imposter syndrome. You don't just get there. But with small, simple steps, do something you can. Don't suddenly wake up and say, I'm going to join the gym and I'm going to go hard. Unless you have the capacity to do that, then do that. But how about you start by taking a walk? How about you start by doing 10 push-ups a day? How about you start by doing 10 sit-ups per day before you join the gym? How about you build up momentum, you build up capacity? Small, simple steps to get to where you want to get to. Because the reason why sometimes we fall short is because we try to take one big leap of faith. And then we fall short because 
this habit is not embedded in our system, in our personality, in our DNA. Let's take another example. The career one. Um, I want to find favor with my bosses. I want to elevate my career. I belong in the spaces and the rooms that I enter. And I believe my name will be mentioned in room I have in rooms I haven't entered. And I will continue to edify myself. I will continue to be a person of value in my workplace or in my hustles or whatever, right? You're affirming this every day, which is beautiful. Because even the Bible says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans, I have the plans to prosper you, not plans for destruction. So clearly, God wants the best for us, right? But now, how are you showing up in that regard to believe that? Is there any way you could edify your value in the workplace? Is there a course you could do? Is there a book you could read? Or is there a mentor you could go under and learn? Because the first the one thing that I know for sure is if you're a student of life, you will continue to edify yourself and go forward. Okay, now that you're in the space, how do you think? So you naturally, you miraculously expect that if you say, I find favor in the eyes of my bosses. If you say that out of nowhere, you're suddenly just going to be special. If you're going to find favor, then you have, you have to be an asset. You have to be a person of value. So now you're looking at ways to be valuable, to be an asset. I am not saying be overworked when you're being underpaid. (laughs) I'm saying find ways to work smarter, not harder. Find ways to make an impact. Find ways to stand out. Find ways to be of value. There's so many different ways you could be of value in a workspace, in an environment. How is your name going to be mentioned in rooms you haven't entered if you don't do anything in your life? If there's nothing about you worth mentioning, there has to be something about you worth mentioning for your name to be mentioned in rooms that you haven't entered. So now it's about intention. Now you're focusing inward and you look at it how you can edify yourself if you you know sometimes just looking smarter at work just just dressing up cleaner just ironing your clothes could it just have you know you being more recognizable you know just going the extra mile could have you being more recognizable edifying doing that extra course um asking your seniors and everyone above you or those with more experience how they've done it how they've gotten there and kind of getting into the flow state of 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 the habit of success, because I was reading the book by M.G. Um, Stiper, I believe. It is called Rhythm, yes, and it says success leaves breadcrumbs. It leaves a trail. There are certain steps that one can't skip, so if you look at your seniors or the ones above you or the ones you look up to, always find a mentor within your field of work, your field of hustle, someone close to home, someone you can observe, even if it's online, in person or whatever, or through the books they write. But success leaves trails, it leaves breadcrumbs, and so does failure. Some of the cycles that we get stuck in in our lives, if we look back at it, we're following the same trail, we're following the same breadcrumbs, we're doing the same exact things in just different ways, expecting different results. So if success leaves trails, then I'm going to follow those little breadcrumbs. Get a mentor, read a book, do a course, dress better, speak better. If you if you know that the people around you are more well-spoken than you, then try to, I don't know, learn how to be more articulate, learn a new language if you're daring like that. 
but just find ways. You don't have to be as well-spoken as the next person, but you can definitely be better dressed than the next person sometimes. You don't have to be always the best-dressed person, but you can definitely be the person that goes the extra mile. You don't have to go the extra mile all the time, but you can definitely be the person that reads a book. You don't have to read a book all the time, but you can definitely be a person that asks questions. You don't have to ask questions all the time. You can definitely be the person that just does something differently. So all I'm saying is it's not a competition. You don't have to do better than the next person. You just have to make sure that you sharpen your qualities and you sharpen your strengths and you show up at your highest self. That is something I've been daring myself to do for these last few days of this year. Show up as your highest self, Mercy. No matter what is going on, no matter how you're feeling, show up as your highest self and see the results you're going to get. Challenge yourself. Look at your life and tell yourself where you're being lazy. How can you be having these affirmations to move forward when you're lazy, when you don't like to work, when you're indisciplined in your own life, in your own personal life, in your own home, it's dirty. (laughs) In your own space, it's dirty. You know, maybe... Even when you leave your, your household, your bed is not made, the clothes are on the floor, da 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 Everything is just chaotic. Small, simple steps. Let the first successful thing you get off your to-do list be, I, I spread my bed today. I feel amazing because I know I'm coming home to a made-up bed. It's the little things. Maybe that won't work for you, but find something that works for you. Routine. There's power in routine. Um, so essentially, I'm saying the affirmation needs to be followed by an action step let's take the last affirmation i'm financially free this one hits home for me man because this is something i'm aspiring for myself and fighting for my life daily to figure out how i can achieve that but i cannot every day say i'm financially free or i love traveling and i'll travel a lot or i'm going to live a life that i can afford i'm going to be able to afford myself and my family and my people nice things and then I go to sleep after saying that affirmation. Or I just go to, 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 to work to do my job and I sit there and I'm lazy. I'm only doing what is expected of me. And I clock out and I go home. And that's it. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Yet I am saying I am financially free. How are the actions in my life guaranteeing that I am going on the right path to be financially free? So now you're looking for a side hustle. And even as you look for a side hustle... There's a side hustle that can help you put bread on the table. Amazing. But after we put bread on the table, we're trying to put a car in the car park. We're trying to get a title deed on the wall. We're trying to do bigger things. So don't limit yourself. I keep Everything I'm telling you are things I tell myself. Don't think for a moment these are things I've mastered. But these are things I'm learning and I'm sharing as I go. Don't limit yourself. Fine, for today, let's put food on the table. Let's put bread on the table. Because if yesterday we couldn't put bread on the table, and today we can put bread on the table, that is an achievement in itself. But we cannot stop there. We cannot get comfortable. In fact, this is the first, the first step of a thousand. So we're behind time. <laughs> we need to get going. I've put bread on the table today. Tomorrow, I want to put a couch in the house. The next day... I want to put this there. The next day, I want to furnish my house. The next day, I want to put a car in the car park. The next day, I want a title deed on my wall. The next day, I want to buy uh, land for my father. The next day, I want to buy a car for my mother. Seasons. I need to have achievement blocks. How do I get to putting a car in my car park? 
if I'm only focusing on putting food on the table. We have to challenge ourselves. It is so hard, especially in the economy that we're in. All over the world, in fact, not just here in Zimbabwe. Wherever you are in the world, listening to this podcast right now, it is so hard to fight for bigger dreams because people are fighting to put food on the table. And that in itself is an achievement, and I respect that so much. It is hard out here, but we cannot give in that easy. We cannot live our whole lives fighting to put food on the table. That is a spirit of poverty, and I rebuke it. (laughs) I rebuke it strongly. We cannot live our whole lives fighting to put food on the table. We must live our lives with achievements to say, okay, I've put food on the table. I've furnished my house. I've bought a title deed. I have land now. I've built now. I've bought this for my parents. I've bought a cow for my mother. I've bought a car for my father. You know, whatever it is you aspire to do, we need to get to a place where we're ticking the boxes, where the vision board is coming to life. So if I'm saying I am financially free, what am I doing in my daily life that is guaranteeing that I'm on the right path to get there? And with those actions, I need to review them. Whether I have quarterly reviews every year or monthly reviews, I personally have loved the book Smart Money Woman. It has really helped me gain an understanding of my finances. I may not be where I want to be, but now I realize, okay, this is where I mess up. This is where I go wrong. I should do better here. I should do better there. It is so hard to face yourself and realize, wow, mercy, you're actually terrible with money. Or wow, mercy, you don't know how to make money. Or wow, mercy, you don't have a good relationship with money. And then saying, how do I fix that going forward? How do I manage what I have? Because if you can't manage what you have, how are you going to manage anything else? My dad always said, um, I remember when we were young and we had to wash the cars. (laughs) And we used to hate it, absolutely hate it. And he was like, how will you be able to take care of your own car if you can't even wash the car that you ride in every day? So I'm taking you to school. I'm taking you to church. I'm doing this for you, that for you. You can't even be of service to wash the car and keep it clean. But you think you can own your own car and take good care of it. Learn with what you have now. Responsibility, capacity. Build on that. So it's absolutely crazy how you realize that I need to learn to manage what I have first. Or I need to learn to gain something to manage and then manage it so that I can get more. There is no leap of faith. There is no from zero dollars to one million dollars. Yes, people can go from zero to hero, but there is work to be done in between. And we need to be ready and willing. We need to be bold enough. We need to fight for our lives. We need to fight for our lives. So all I'm saying is affirmation, action step, review it. You could even have action steps that you realize don't even work for you or not taking you where you want to be. So you review it. You realize this is a waste of my time. I need a new action step. That is accountability. That is growth. That is developing the persona. And I really hope that I get to a place where... I'm not hoping I will continue to work on myself so that I get to a place where I'm so amazing at managing my life that I get the results that I require, that I know when and how to speak and act and receive, that I put intention in the things that are important to me. If I say I'm a believer, if I believe that I want 
the Lord to lead me or to guide me. I need to be willing to carry my cross. I need to be willing to to bear myself open in front of him and say, listen, this is me. This is who I am. This is my past. This is my present, my reality. SMS, I know, but I am here. I am here. I remember, is it Tasha Cobbs? Who's the song that says, take me to the king? The, The words go, take me to the king. I don't have much to bring. My heart is torn in pieces. It's my offering. Take me as I am. Leave me there alone to gaze upon his glory and sing to him the song. So I'm going to bear myself as I am. Do I think I'm unworthy? Yes. But does that matter? No. Because I know I am a whole in the presence of God. And I'm saying this because I am really trying to take my journey seriously as a believer. And I know maybe someone out there listening to this is also trying to do the same. Or... It's just in a space where they don't really know what they want and they might be willing to just try something. But all I'm saying is, at the bottom of it all, believe in something. A person who stands for nothing will have nothing. A person who stands for nothing becomes nothing. Stand for something boldly. If you're believing, believe with every fiber of your being. If you're fighting for your life, for your finances, for your love life, for your relationships, for your marriage, for your work life, for anything, do it with every fiber of your being. Let us strive to show up as our highest selves. Anyway, I think I have (laughs) spoken enough. A little bit of preaching there, I believe. But I was just saying what is in my heart, from my mouth to your ears. And I appreciate you so much for tuning in to Sunday Vibes with Queen M. I do hope my episodes edify someone out there. I hope my episodes help someone out there. And if you heard something in this podcast that touched you, resonated with you, or you even want to tell me how you combat imposter syndrome, how you combat feeling unworthy in your life when you know you're deserving, let me know. Reach out to me. My IG is serial underscore entrepreneur underscore one 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 serial entrepreneur one one one. You can find me on Facebook with the same handle, I believe. I forgot my Instagram name, but if you just search Mercy Lynn Watama, you'll find my platforms on social media. Give me a shout out. If you have my WhatsApp, even better. Let me know how you combat imposter syndrome. Talk to me. If in any way you just found this soothing, let me know. It also keeps me motivated. It keeps me excited to come here every Sunday and speak to you all. But above all, I'm so grateful for your time. I'm so grateful for your patience to be listening. I am so grateful to be sharing this space with you. And thankful to every single person who contributes to making this podcast a success. And remember, there's so many... So many things that I might say today that next year I might not even believe in because I'm constantly evolving and I'm allowed to change my mind and I'm allowed to be better. I'm allowed to even make mistakes, fall off and get back up again and keep going as long as I keep going. So if there's anything you disagree with, it's absolutely okay. My word is not gospel, definitely not. You're allowed to have your own opinion. You're allowed to disagree with me. You're allowed to not even like what I'm saying. But at the end of it all, I am human. Allow me, give me the grace to exist, to share my experiences and my thoughts with you in peace. But at the end of the day, like I always say, be kind, but take no shit. 
thank you. See you next time on Sunday Vibes with Queen Anne.